Welcome to the Seeds of Light, astrology hub show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm Anna Zaharia, your host, and I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, and columnist for the Yoga Journal, and one of my favorite people, Cameron Allen. Thank you for being here again. Hey, Anna. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited to be here, as always. I always get like really giggly right before I say that too. It always feels so good. Yeah, I I agree. We can't help but giggle. I think that's good. Okay, so we're going to continue our series on how to support your child based on their zodiac sign. And today we are talking about supporting your Leo child. So Cameron, you know the drill. What is the most majestic, magnificent, beautiful expression in its purest form of the Leo energy? the most majestic quality of oh you know what i just got this (laughs) i just got this beautiful image in my head uh my i have a nephew who's a leo and like whenever he walks into a room like everything just gets like brighter and everybody just like lights up because he's just such a ball of light and i think bringing warmth to others is the best the majestic most majestic quality of Leo, even thinking about it being ruled by the sun, you know, the sun just does what the sun just does. And in doing that, it like holds the solar system together and it like brings warmth to our whole planet and nurtures everything on our planet. So that quality of a Leo, of just lighting up things in a nourishing way, I think that's the most majestic quality of of the Leo. Beautiful. I could feel that as you were describing it. So what are some of the key attributes that we'll see in Leo children? You know, I've, I've seen a high contrast with Leo children. I've seen either a sense of like, oh, you know, when, when kids like come together and play, like when it comes to like something being like, they're like kind of like possessive, like mine, I've seen that a lot with Leo children. Like they're just like, very like, this is mine. This is for me. It's about me, you know, I've seen that, but I've also seen like qualities of like, you're amazing here, take this. Or like, I like you, like, let me show you, I like you. So it's like the quality of showing others their greatness or like taking things and being like, this great thing is mine. I've seen that a lot with Leo children. It's it's a quality that's, that I see highlighted. And I also think that it's important when we think about Leo children, there's something called object constancy, where it's just like a child feeling like comfortable and safe to be themselves. So that that area of life or like developing object constancy is just really important for Leo children, because if not, then it could like literally be the basis for narcissism when people grow up. So it's good to be mindful of that as well. So I guess I kind of went into key challenges there a little bit, too, as well already. So, yeah, those are some attributes i mean so also attribute what i would say is like performance that's an attribute that i see a lot they like a performance like even like i was just talking about my nephew like he's two years old now and he already models like you know like leo children like ones that become singers or just performing in general you know so i think that's a really big quality of them they're very artful that way mm, yes i love the word artful 
So yes, you did start going into some of the key challenges. Is there anything more you want to share about challenges that may come up for Leo children? Yeah, just something about Leo, I always feel like a heightened importance of teaching children young of like, there's a balance here that needs to be had. I feel like between Leo and the Aquarius energy on the opposite side, right? It's like letting your child know like, hey, you are super amazing. And also with all that amazing stuff you have going on, how would you want to help the community? Right? So it's like teaching them to be interconnected with their, like what they have for self. And then also, I guess what I would call like being mindful of self with a capital S, which would encompass everything else in life. Right? It's like, I shine myself for self because we're all together in this. So when when one has that orientation growing up, I think that's just an amazing way to cultivate a child because if not, then it will be like about them, them, them. In evolutionary astrology, there's something called the bottomless pit syndrome where it's like they just would need like attention, 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 attention. And it's just like, it's endless, right? It's endless. And also a challenge I feel like, especially when uh, Leo children begin to get a little older, it's about teaching them like, what does it mean to be seen versus getting attention? And also even potentially teaching your child uh, what attention seeking behavior is and how like, I hear you trying to say this through this route, you know, like, so basically if they try to act, if they act out, just acknowledge them, see them. And also explain to them, hey, like, I know you're doing this because of this, right? Like, call them call them on it and see them where they're at. And it's like, and next time, maybe you could just do it this way, you know, just expressing yourself from, from your heart, you know, and just tell me what you really feel. So I feel like those are all good things to be mindful of with Leo there. I really appreciate that you brought in the possibility for kind of the bottomless pit need for attention. I have a um, a dear friend whose child has a Leo moon and one of our ongoing conversations is that she's like, he's driving me crazy. He just, I feel like he needs so much of me and I just, I can't, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So could you talk a little bit more about like that specific kind of scenario where of course you want to show up and be there for your kid but when you're seeing that they're asking for more than you can give how can you balance that in a way that's going to be supportive yeah i think the first part of that is just being mindful that that is a thing right and then as a parent not judging yourself because you're like saying that it's too much that's really the first thing to begin with and then also you know setting boundaries around that you know I think that's really important because if we don't, then we're teaching them that that's okay and it's not okay. And, you know, that could be a really tough thing. I wouldn't even necessarily look at it as like something that could be resolved in the present moment, but rather something that you're cultivating in your child so that they learn how to address that circumstance within their experience. And, you know, oftentimes too, I would, I guess a way of going about it would be to recognize, like teaching them how to recognize inside of themselves what they're really looking for. You know, so problem solving around self-recognition, 
you know, something about like going in the mirror for a Leo child and like looking at themselves and seeing themselves, right? And being like, this is who I am. This is what I, this is what I feel. This is what I want. This is what I need. I think something about that gives them more autonomy um, in a really interesting, subtle kind of way. And I think that potentially works out better when they get older. But those are the things that I would say around that. Yeah, because that can be a really tough, difficult dynamic. And I know every parent's situation and circumstance is different. So I would just invite everybody to digest that and then creatively think of ways that you could attune to that as well. Mm. There's this, I'm not sure what to call her, maybe like a parenting expert. Her name is Janet Lansbury, and she is an expert in REI parenting, which is respectful parenting. It's this branch of kind of parenting philosophy that is rooted in the idea that your child is like a full being as soon as they're born and to like not belittle them and Mm -hmm. always be communicating with them authentically. And one of the things that she comes back to a lot with attention seeking behavior is just acknowledging that it's happening and also acknowledging that you're not in a space where you can give it right now. So basically just acknowledging both sides. I see that you really want my attention right now and I'm currently making dinner so I can't give it to you. And then one of the other tips that she gives a lot is to make sure that you have concentrated time where you do just offer presence that you're just witnessing and she sees really big changes in parents and children and oftentimes it's not so much doing a specific thing together like doing an activity or it's just that the child wants to be seen and exactly what they're doing just watch me play or you know just it with an older child you know it might be just watch me put on this performance for you or it might be that they want to just have you watch them doing a creative project it's whatever they want to be witnessed doing and felt loved for doing and she says that actually it doesn't need to be a huge time commitment it's that you're just a hundred percent there right then and I think as parents we can definitely find ourselves today really lacking like concentrated attention time because we're pulled in so many directions and we have the phone that's always linking us to our work and with the current global climate we're really (laughs) asked to focus on a lot of things at the same time we're at home with the kids and still have the work going and still have to keep the house going and we still have to take care of ourselves so even if you cannot give as much as your child is asking, I think it's about the quality of what you're giving. So if you can give 30 minutes of, I'm just going to shower you with my attention, just show me whatever you want to show me, that could work wonders. Yeah. I think another thing too, that's something that just came up while you were saying all that is when I'm around kids, period, I always just do this naturally, like feeling from my heart, up and like through my eyes and then to see the light in their eyes and like to like really like hone in on that to really feel into that like 
to feel that connection between like my heart to my eyes from to the light in their eyes. I think that's really, really important. And one of my friends also, she has two kids and she's like, she's just like, you have to learn how to be an eye ninja. So like sometimes like, even if you are busy, it's just like being mindful that like knowing like what your child likes to be seen like within what they're doing. So like, even if you're doing something like feeling into like when they look up being like an eye ninja, just being like, what? Like, I, like, I, like you get them, you catch them. And when they look up at you so they can see that they're being seen and like really connect with that light in their eyes. I think that's really important. And then also something else you brought up about like what's going on in the world and how that might, you know, affect a Leo child in the fact that, you know, maybe they can't do plays. Maybe they can't do like recitals in front of a bunch of people. Like how is that going to affect them in their ability to be seen and to perform and, and shine their light? So just being mindful of those things as well, moving forward into the future is really important. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. It is really important. So how could we bring in that kind of experience? How can we bring in the audience without the audience? Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind for me, even though I like to stay away from technology when it comes to kids, but the first thing I thought of was like karaoke and TikTok. Like if you just like, if you like let your child like make a TikTok page and like just have them perform on it in there and like how they want, however they want to do that, you know, that's just an idea, but something like that, you know, but definitely some like karaoke or like dance and just like, recording them on your phone or just like letting them know like oh like yeah yeah you're doing it you're doing it you know that kind of feeling to it uh, i think that's really important even if you're just recording it and sending it to like family members so everybody can applaud them because they're leo so they need to be applauded they should be applauded <laughs> you know yes yes the recording is very powerful my son has some Leo place, but not super strong, but he's quite Leo nine, just energetically speaking in his like need for attention, being seen and <laughs> acknowledged. And he loves being recorded. Like, mom, can you, can you please record that jump that I just did? I'm going to do it again. Okay. And then I want to see it in slow motion. And can you send it to grandma? And <laughs> I love it. yeah, totally. <laughs> he's been doing, um, piano performances with Brett and those are being recorded and he loves watching them. It's, it. it's a pretty like small price to pay for <laughs> what they seem to get from that experience. It's Definitely. pretty cool. Love that. Okay. So what is happening right now for the sun sign or for the sign for Leo in the sky? Yeah, so right now, the biggest thing is that opposition to all those planets in Aquarius. Well, there's only two planets in Aquarius now at this point, but I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm wrong. But like, so Jupiter and Saturn are opposing all the energy in Leo right now. So, you know, just being mindful of relational dynamics, I feel like, and how they might be butting heads with technology, how they might be butting heads with you as a parent. I think that's just really something to tune into. I think that's really simple and we could keep it there. And I think you can get like really good results with just observing what are they coming up against directly and just like leaving it at that and like being able to see that. I think it'll be pretty simple. 
especially if it is has to do with, like having to do with technology and like they feel good about it and they're blossoming in their use of technology or they're getting attention and then maybe like a parent is coming in and restricting that or or maybe understanding how technology could be limiting them also just with those dynamics just being mindful of people's of your child's posture when they this is for everybody right now just being mindful of their posture when they're interfacing with technology super important always tuning into that because if i was to say i was going to drill something into my children posture would probably be one thing or you know just simple things like that but yeah so just being mindful of those things i think that that keeps it pretty smooth and chill but i mean there's also a sextile in from mars in gemini to leo which is more of a transitory thing so i wouldn't really focus on that i would really focus on that opposition there and and like like we said last time and in Aries, you know, the sun and Venus, they'll be moving into Aries as well. So there'd be a trine, but those will also be transitory. With Leo, I would really, really focus in on the opposition. And then in 2022, the nodes will go into Taurus and Scorpio. So that's foreshadowing of what might happen because those are squares. And, you know, even having the opposition and then bringing the nodes into a square will bring even more dynamic t- tension so just being mindful of that that time coming up. Got it. I just had a kind of another idea slash question come in. Would you say that like the Leo essence, it's about developing a really deep self-love that we can then be radiating out and showering the world with? Totally. Yeah. That's exactly what I think it is, you know, and, and that's why specifically when it comes to children, like I was saying, like, it was like feeling into my heart, like recognizing myself in that, like seeing them and recognizing them because I recognize myself and I know I want to be seen. So I'm going to see them and like project that into them as much as possible because yeah, I mean, even growing up, like when I would have like confidence issues, my mom would literally put me in front of a mirror and be like, do you love yourself? Tell yourself you love yourself. And I would just be like, I love myself. I love myself. It's like that self-recognition, it like creates that warmth, that passion, that fire to share with others. Mm. Um, but, but it has to be self-recognition first. It's just like when, when we're talking about children, it's like they, they need that nurturance to like have that so that they can create a loop in a sense. You know, they, they receive that, they embody it, and then they and then they bring that forth. So, yeah, that's a great point. I do think it is deeply about self-love. And I, I like self-recognition because no matter what, at the end of the day, we can cultivate and teach people, be mindful of knowing when you're not getting the attention that you want and you're not being recognized. And see that as an invitation to recognize yourself. Because if it's if a child gets that as a as an invitation when they're young, that can be cultivated very, very smoothly throughout their life. Whether that shows up when they're 10, 12, I would say that doesn't even really matter. But when they're older, the emotional maturity level of being able to recognize themselves is just really potent, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That is a really big piece. So I'm going to do a quick summary. The most majestic quality of Leo is bringing warmth to others by shining bright. Think of the sun. And 
bring in this last piece that we just talked about, which is that warmth comes from the self-love, the deep, deep self-love that then can be shared with everybody else. It's important with Leo children to develop object constancy, which is really healthy concept of self, right? Yeah, it's a healthy concept of self and just like feeling safe, being able to be with oneself, you know, and not having to be 24 seven, like with the parent. So it's like, they're able to like take a step away and be constant by themselves as they see themselves type of thing. Yeah. Got it. You might see the need or the tendency to perform or a love of performance. There will be, there likely be a lot of artfulness or creativity and outwardly showy play. And another quality I heard you talk about kind of ownership, like, oh, this is mine and this is for me and, or, and, or it can also show up as I want to share this with you. The ownership is like at the, the heart of that, like, this is mine, so I can now share it with you. Or this is mine and I need to keep it for me. (laughs) So some of the challenges we might need to be working with is balancing the concept of you are amazing with how can you use that amazingness to help the community. And we might see this bottomless pit syndrome in terms of need for attention, this might be challenging specifically right now for parents that are at home with kids no matter what age if you're having to be the primary attention giver all the time when your child loves being around a lot of people or is used to being a lot of around a lot of people or around a lot of their friends or they're part of performance groups or music band or anything like that you might really be feeling this right now as a parent. And one way to work with it is to give even just a small amount of concentrated, like full attention time witnessing your child and whatever it is that they want to be witness doing and making sure to set loving boundaries, which again, it's this concept that you brought in earlier of you are amazing. And how can you help the community? Like, yes, you you're wonderful. And also I cannot give you all of the attention. So it helps me when you can be wonderful, shining on your own, and I can keep doing my thing. (laughs) And then we can come back together and just calling them out on, on what you see, just telling it how it is. I see that you would like more attention and, and just talk through it and making time for even just small moments of deep eye contact where your child can fully feel seen and you can be expressing your love even just through eye gazing. It doesn't even need to be verbal or a big time commitment. Right now in the sky, because of the Aquarius energy that's polar, it's polarizing, um, the Leo energy might feel oppositional You might be seeing a lot of relational dynamics come up for your child. It could be with you and your child, or it could be just there back and forth with the big emphasis on technology and the challenges that that brings up for them. Being mindful of posture when 
they're on the technology is really important now and always because we can get really slumpy. And what does that do for our energy, Cameron? It stops the energy flow, but in the spine, which Leo rules the spine, you know? So that's our, like, even when I think about Leo being ruled by the sun, I've had like a vision of just like seeing the symbol of the sun and they like turned upside down. And that dot point was like my literal spine. And like, that's like how my, how your vital force moves through your body. So mm -hmm. just being mindful that the spine is also important. It's connected to everything in your body. And when we, when we, like when you do that or not in the hose, it just stops the flow of the vital force. So we want to be mindful of that always for ourselves and others. But it came up with Leo because he does rule spine. Thank you for bringing that piece in. That's really cool to know about. That's one of the really unique things about doing this with you, which I absolutely love, Cameron. And if all of you love Cameron's approach to the Zodiac signs, we do have a whole course with him. It's called the health secrets of the Zodiac and Cameron goes through all the Zodiac signs and speaks about their unique essence, their correspondences in nature, how we can really nurture each one and best take care of them. So if you really want to go in depth, you can do that at astrologyhub.com forward slash secrets. And don't forget to get your free PDF download. If you don't have it already, it's called the guide to your child's moon sign. And you can do that at astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign. And you'll get helpful insights on how to uniquely support and nurture your child based on their moon sign. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Cameron. Thank you everybody for tuning in. And if you found this helpful, please like it, share it with a friend who could benefit from the show and make sure to subscribe to our podcast or our channel so that you can no get notified when we have new episodes up. Next time, we're going to be live for supporting your Sagittarius child. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait for next time.